Hello, welcome to my summary of daily Bible readings. My name is Charles Van Dersen, and I really enjoy reading the Bible. I have read it through several times. I especially enjoy reading the Chronological Bible. The Chronological Bible is one where the verses are set up in the time frame as much as possible, but they occurred, which would mean that historical books and the Psalms and the writings of the prophets are all placed as much as possible in their same context. I enjoy this because it helps me to understand why certain phrases are used, why certain choices were made, the expressions of the characters were what they were, why they made those choices. To me, it just seems to make a lot of sense. Not everything can be placed in a timeline. For example, theologians cannot agree on where the book of Job should be. To read the Bible all the way through takes about 70 hours. Of course, I don't have the stamina for that. But if you read the Bible for about 15 minutes a day, read about four chapters, and you'll complete it in about a year. Many people begin on January the 1st, but you don't have to. The purpose of my summaries is not to replace Bible reading. Rather, it is to, one, encourage born-again worshipers of Jesus to allow the Holy Spirit of God to sanctify them and to continuously develop an ever-closer relationship with God. Two, to interest readers to take the time to read the whole passage for themselves. Three, to help some that have fallen behind in their Bible reading or who are starting late in the year to be able to catch up. Four, to help the reader's comprehension of the passage. And then five, to motivate me to remain active in my own personal Bible studying. I believe that the Holy Spirit inspired over 40 writers to compose the 66 books contained in the Bible in a period stretching over 1,400 years. I am not surprised, but I am amazed at how well they all agree. I believe that the original documents are inerrant and that the theology of the Bible is infallible. I adhere to the literal, grammatical, historical interpretation of Scripture. My belief system can be described as fundamental conservative evangelical Christianity. I have enjoyed being a born-again Christian since about 1972. I do have a disclaimer to make. While I do make references to others' publications and quotations, all comments and opinions expressed and quotes presented are solely the responsibility of myself, Charles Van Dersen, and do not necessarily implicitly or explicitly represent the opinions or viewpoints of any other entities. Two, I, Charles Van Dersen, am not infallible. I am not an advisor, counselor, commentator, biblical or theological scholar. I have composed and published everything on this podcast and this website for the reading and listening enjoyment of my visitors. I could make unintentional mistakes, So please do not accept, apply, believe, or practice anything that I publish on this podcast or my website without first conducting your own thorough global research. 
especially by at least taking the time to read the passage for yourself. If you have any questions or comments, please go to intunewithyou.com and fill out one of my forms and I will be happy to communicate with you. To be a true worshiper of God in spirit and in truth, a person must become born again. Being born again is also called being saved, saved from eternal damnation. A person must first be called by God. This person will know that he or she is being called by God when he or she senses a deep desire in his or her soul to be right with God. Sinners are not naturally drawn to God on their own. In fact, a sinner by nature will always run as hard as he or she can to get away from God. To be saved means that a soul calls on the mercy of God for salvation, knowing that he or she could never be good enough, sacrifice enough, or pay enough to be saved. Receiving Jesus' salvation is a miraculous and simultaneous process of admitting that you're a total wretched sinner, recognizing that you do not have the ability to save yourself, recognizing that you need a merciful Savior, realizing and declaring that Jesus is the Son of God who became the sacrifice to redeem all who would believe, then repenting of your sinful ways and making a conscientious yielding of your life to Jesus' control. At this point, then you would be saved. There's no exact prayer required for salvation. Scriptures say anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. However, a model prayer for salvation could be something like this. Father in heaven, I admit that I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God that came to earth, lived a sinless life, and suffered a sacrificial death to pay for my sins. I believe that you raised him from the dead on the third day, and that he ascended to heaven and is sitting at your right hand. Upon his confession, I ask you to please forgive me of all my sins and fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Following the step of praying a similar prayer of faith, the Holy Spirit of God will fill you if you have just prayed that prayer, I want you to know that everyone in heaven is rejoicing. There is a huge party going on. Another soul has been saved. Praise the Lord. Now the Holy Spirit will begin a sanctification process of changing you with the ultimate goal of making you like Jesus. The process will not end until you arrive in heaven. If you have just prayed that prayer, I'm very, very happy. I would like you to let me know. You may call or text me at 912-246-2837, or you may wish to send me a message through my website, intunewithyou.com. It will be encrypted, and all the information will stay with me. I never share it. My next podcast episode will be a general overview summary of the entire Bible. Following that, I will begin 
seven days worth of summaries published once a week. I look forward to your visit at that time. God bless you.